Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Off the Top Row Podcast. I'm one for free host Lansky. Fortunately, we're still a couple of minutes down short for personal reason. Uh, nonetheless, they'll come back on the show period of time. And um, well, we still got one big homie over here keep me company. The big show over here. Well with you, bro. None joined. Um just finally realizing that I got my ass kicked yesterday, but it's all right. Um Thank you. I don't know. I don't know what. I don't know what you mean by ass kick, but that's probably something that you're probably gonna tell me about later. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, nonetheless, um, yeah, we're just gonna just recap last night's Monday Night Raw, another pre-taped show from the Performance Center because of this COVID nineteen situation that's going on with the world. Um, also, before we get into it, shout out to Anchor Digger Anchor FM. You can find them on Anchor FM through uh, computer and laptop. Or you can go to the Google Play Store or you go to the iTunes Play Store and you download it from there. Check it out. You can make your own podcast and say whatever you do. It's so simple to make. And more importantly, it's free. Free with customization tools. You can find it. Uh, you can sign up for sponsors and you can make money with very little listenership. I'm telling you, this is the best thing that I did, best thing that you guys should ever do. And good job, FM. Thank you for giving us the platform to keep us going. Nonetheless, um, yeah, we're gonna just jump right to it. Last night's Monday Night Raw, the Raw after WrestleMania, after all that crazy two part extravagance, I guess that we saw with no crowd. <laughs> um, just still kind of baffled about that, but nonetheless, it's kind of mixed reviews. But we'll dig a little to that later. Um, so the beginning of the Raw starts up like this. I don't know if I missed. Anything within the first 18 minutes because I was running around doing some stuff or whatever, but I caught on to the Street Profits and versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory for the Raw Tag Team titles. They're doing a rematch. Why? Um, nonetheless, but this whole thing is one big ass sequence. I'm going to just go for it part by part. I'm not going to go to it as a full day segment. Um, so this was the first match. So the Street Provinces defending their Raw Tag Team titles against Angel Garza and Austin Theory. Um, Street Province win via disqualification by blindsiding by Selena Vega getting involved in all this other stuff. Um, they see Bo- Bianca Belair coming out to make the save. And she cuts the promo to Selena Vega, basically challenging her to a match right here, right now. And they cut the commercial break. Um, I give this a 1.5 stars just straight up. Why are you giving us the same fucking rematch that we didn't want to see the night before on part two of WrestleMania, but we get to see it on free television? Oh, God, it's just so substandard. Maybe because the locker room is very thin right now. Maybe that's the only thing that I can I can potentially see. That probably the reason why that they did the rematch is just because they had to keep up with the story, and maybe this this is why that they probably pre-taped it the way they did. But just the same type of match, though. Like, oh god, as much as we've seen it for one for one night, we didn't see it for a whole second night. Nonetheless, I gave it one point five stars only because 
the tag titles on the line. Maybe you might want to switch it up and put on and put on put on put on the heels for once. I don't know. Usually the usually the raw after WrestleMania is usually new faces being come up to the roster, starts being built up, new rivalries is getting started, and all that stuff. But because of this COVID nineteen situation, we got some repetitiveness on our hands. Dukes got the floor. I. I give it a dud, man. No lie. You, you, you heard it, man. He said dud. That means zero. Zero means trash. Garbage. Garbage, garbage means every Tuesday you're going into that trash can. You being picked up by that trash can. They picked up by the trash like, people. <laughs> like, I kid you not. Like, all right. Rematch from last night. I told y'all yesterday. The last podcast we talked about. I wouldn't see Angel Gar. It should have been, like I said, if it, if, if Andrade wasn't hurt, this would be a better match because Angel Garza and Andrade has chemistry with each other as a tag team. But you put Austin Theory into this, into this mix, and they do it again. Why? <laughs> Just why? I'm sorry. Like, even if fans was there, they probably they probably might go leave, go to the bathroom, come back and find out they still wrestled and, and wonder myself, wondering yeah. like why I'm still seeing this. It was a pissing match. Yes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally. Agree with you on that. That's why I was so hesitant about watching the first half an hour. But usually the first half an hour, the new champion comes out and basically, you know, comes out and says his little speech, and then you see some new person come down and stuff like that. You see new rivalry going up, but obviously we didn't get that. Um, but that's just the first part of the segment. Let me keep going with this. So Selena mm-hmm. Vega eventually accepts the challenge. So now it's Bianca Belair versus Selena Vega in the second match. Now, nonetheless, this match goes on for at least I'd say roughly 12 or 15 minutes. I wasn't really keeping count because I might just still keep going with this. Why? I mean, nonetheless, like I said, it's not live. Keep telling yourself this. But we see Bianca Belair, and for the people at home that's not used to Bianca Belair, she's on the raw. She was used to be on the roster on NXT. That used to come on Wednesdays on USA. Mm-hmm. Um, African American, of course, she does her own hairstyles and all this. You know, that she's a great in ring performer. I got to see this on the great in ring performer in an empty arena that I, that I kind of like, damn, I wish people were there because she would have got the pop that it rightfully deserved, nonetheless. But this match didn't really go nowhere. So, we honest with you because you want to know why there was no winner via another disqualification. Angel Gaza and Austin Theory got involved into the match at the very end and shit like that. And then it comes Street Profits still out there uh, making the save. Then Montez gets on the microphone again, cuts a promo, and here we go. And then he challenges them to a six-man, six-person tag match. And I wrote this. Ugh. Like, just a big-ass ugh, capitalized U-G-H, capital uh, exclamation point, like, times infinity. I was like, why? And then it comes to commercial break again. I can't even get this a fucking great. I call this a dud 
But the Bianca Belair match itself, I give it a three because now we're seeing her on the we're seeing her on a main roster platform. Hopefully, Paul Heyman can cradle her enough that they that they can raise another star without Vince getting to her and trying to fuck her up. Like that's the only bad part about this whole call up and shit. Now that you're trying to put, pair her with um Street Profits, but what's going to happen in the pre-show if it's separated? You know what I'm saying? And then what? It's going to be manager for Montez Ford if he ever went on a single run. Keep pacing him on a single run. I don't know right now. I'm so used to him being as a tag team. I can't see him being as a singles unless it was a cruiserweight championship still in the company. But unfortunately, they don't. Nonetheless. Before we get into part three of that long-ass segment, Dukes, it's on you, bro. I want to say is this. I give it a dud, but I'll, no, I'll give it a half a star. This only Damn. just because it is the reason why. Just because of Bianca Belair. That's it. If I think what WWE is trying to do, they're trying to compare if you're if you're a tag team and you have a girl, if you had a wife that a wrestler, let's compare you, let's have your wife with with your team. Mm-hmm. That's what they keep doing. If you take a look at every single time in past history, they've been doing that. Team Extreme, Matt, Matt and Jeff Hardy. Who who's they who was the female at the time, compared with Lita. the leader, and who she went out with, Matt Hardy. Matt. But they were dating; they wasn't married. True, but Usos, who they paired them? Yeah, Jim, in the beginning, out of Jimmy, and Jimmy's married to um, Naomi, and she was paired with them for a while. Am I right? Yeah. And what now? What are you doing with the Street Profits? They gonna compare Street Profits? Mm-hmm. You gonna do the same thing to them? And it's gonna be sad. Like they, all three of them have great talent, but it's gonna be sad to know that they are gonna get diminished in a in a little while. Because once a good team comes in, take the titles away, and actually though. Know, Bianca Belair might go and get buried like the rest of the raw roster of divas to Becky Lynch. Or Charlotte. <laughs> or Charlotte. What else is there to say? Nothing too much at all. You just squash, uh, squash your upcoming talent to when they get frustrated and then they don't want to be there anymore. Mm-hmm. On the U.S. town. And they wonder why mostly half of the half of the fans decide to go and watch AEW than to watch WWE. Because you're aiming for the kids demographic. When you get the kids, then you got in for the long run that, that it's all adjusted to what they're watching, that it, it becomes normal to them. You know what I mean? Compared to the diehard mm-hmm. fans like us, that we've been through all the different stages of wrestling from Monday night, from the Monday night wars to the aggression area, and then the TNA, and all the independents started resurging again, and all the other type of stuff. Now you have options besides like go to a big company, go to a medium sized company, and then you go over that way and still make a pretty decent living without having to work a 250, 300 days schedule. 
So, yeah, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, it then cuts back from a commercial into a six-man tag match. The Street Profits and Bianca Belair versus Angel Garza, Austin Theory, and Selena Vega. I guess this was the second match of the night because that's because, like I said, at the very beginning, I was lost count. Um, this goes for like a little third. <laughs> well, whatever. This could have been the third or whatever, <laughs> and but. The whole three-part segment itself was between 30 and 40 minutes if you piece it all together. 30, 40 minutes, mm-hmm. three-match segment. Street Profits won at the end of the day by pinfall. Bianca Belair hits the kiss of death on, on, on Selena Vega. One, two, three. She gets the dub. Um, you know, pretty much that finally about, finally about time. Um, like I said, 30, 40, 30, 40 minutes. So that took up at least a good first <laughs> three fourths of the damn eight, uh, eight to nine o'clock hour. But nonetheless, I get the whole thing at two. Only could be Uncle Blair. First phase is now is not on the mainstream, but they gotta treat her right. But nonetheless, this is the same repeated ass formatted mass that you will see on any money on a, any particular Monday Night Raw that ends up happening, especially with Street Problems from once before. It was an Alistair Black versus Seth Rollins match. That was supposed to be the main event. I was hyped up for that. That ended up getting disqualified, and then they made it to a six-man tag with him and um some more. I think him and Kevin Owens versus the mm-hmm. AOP and um Seth Rollins. I'm like, why would you make that change like that? Like that show was ugly. It was ill. So this is a similar for the similar format of what they're doing to this. So I can just give it to flat. Dukes, mm. so are you. Uh, I give it a one. Mm. It's it's just like I said, I I would say it's a good call up for Bianca Belair, but just to come out right like that, that's all the reason. Everything else sucks. Like they're gonna try to push. Even though the street profits are being pushed heavily, but it's not the way to do it. Especially now, you gotta have Bianca Belair into the into the mix. Now it's gonna be the same thing as usual. I don't I don't like it, man. See, I will say to change it. They they. They should let they should I'm saying right now, even though Paul Heyman's running raw, but at least, Paul Heyman should at least have Triple H to help him. He Paul Heyman's just a proxy dummy. Vince is really pulling the strings, but he's just giving Paul Heyman a little wee way to do exactly what his capabilities is. That's pretty much it. Then that you know, case, Paul yeah. Heyman really truly when he have a, a, it's Paul Heyman with truly a 100% free reign overall. Do it for the guy to get the viewers coming back. Oh, believe he would. He'll go back to the core and sure. see WD all over again. If you would have gave him free reign to do what the fuck do you want and just say, like, yo, I'll cover you no matter the fuck what happens to you. I will have you back 100 I mean, like 100%. He would do it. Well, because this is Vince McMahon that we're talking sure. about and you know they and then you know their history. No fucking way. No fucking way. No fucking way. And that's the sad part, man. It was just sad. You know that this man is, it's, it's sad. Like, this man is legit destroying what he built. 
destroying that what we love watching mm-hmm. to this. And I love when Paul Heyman was running running SmackDown behind the scenes years back. Well, it was ruthless aggression. Well, he made stars like Edge and he made stars like Eddie Guerrero and Favorite Serial. Mysterio Benoit. Because mm-hmm. no one would not give them the opportunity to actually become a a champion. Mm-hmm. And now this, yeah, damn, yeah. Well, we're gonna get right. Uh, we're gonna move ahead. Um, custom backstage. Bobby Lashley cuts a post match promo after his WrestleMania bout against Alistair Black. He's considering a change of age, a manager, or a new wife. Low sub blow to Lana, so maybe they can finally break this thing up. Thank God. Lana appears, things get awkward. Lashley walks away. Lana's confused. Thought Charlie did something, and all those type of shit. Nonetheless. Now we can finally see potentially Lana be split up and doing her own shit, or she's gonna get paid to stay the fuck home. And Bobby Lashley's gonna do his own shit until his contract expires. Um then gonna go to the next match. Alistair Black versus Apollo Cruz. This was low-key the highlight of the night. I don't care. They're finally finally pushing my man Apollo Cruz, an African American wrestler. Thank fucking God. I don't care. Finally, this I thought this match was gonna end in like five minutes. I'm like, damn, you gonna squash Apollo Cruz now? Like, this is something the fuck else. No fuck way. I yo, I counted this thing, but it went up to ten minutes. I'm like, hmm, okay. And then I'm actually watching it. Now I'm like, oh, Apollo, let's go. Like, I'm cheering now. Like, yo, bro, let's <laughs> fucking go. Pull the upset. This is like by by like the 20 minute marker. I'm like, oh, this is actually past 20 minutes. They're giving him a shot. Yo, let's go. Like, this may be no crowd in here. I don't give a shit. But, yo, prove the, prove the people at home. Like, yo, Paul Cruz, underline his name. He's someone that they should have been pushed. Thank you. And thank you, Paul, for pushing this man. But, yo, you got free reign, under 30 minutes to do what the fuck that you want to do. I don't care. Just do it. But, nonetheless, Alistair Black gets the dub. He wins by pin for one, two, three after 27 minutes. Using the black mask, the roundhouse kick, smack in the face, and a long, hard fought battle. Up to Apollo Cruz. I don't mm. care. Like I said, I underlined finally three times. Yes, finally. <laughs> Get the underutilized superstar a chance to show his stupid head honcho what the hell that he's missing on. And why the hell that he's putting all these stars on lower cars and basically non existent programming that they're still getting paid, but they're not getting, a, they're, they're not. Going to where they rightfully want to go. They don't want to just work for WWE. They sooner or later want to be champion of that company. So, what the hell are you guys doing? You guys used to be making stars. Now you're the green stars, as Duke said. But that's, mm-hmm. the whole match is, I give it 3.75 stars. I was, ha- I was happy for Apollo Crews and I was happy for Alistair Black finding competition. It wasn't typical. Now it's like, oh, can Alice and I really lose? If so, this could be a new little rivalry going on. I can see this. What's up? I was actually I was actually anxious for that. So that match made me smile yesterday. Yeah. Finally, Apollo <laughs> Cruz getting his fucking chance to shine. Thank fucking God. Dukes, you got the floor. <laughs> I, I I'm sorry. Like, no, I was fucking frustrated. No, no. And yo, no. I was fucking frustrated. And I'm like, yo. 
A Paul Cruz is so fucking talented. You look at his work in NXT. Then we came into the main roster. What the fuck was he doing? There's only chasing that the NXT championship that he gets squashed by Baron Corbin. Come on, True. no. The disgraceful, disgusting, shameful, just gross. That's like a CM Punk when he came in again this time, they were squashed automatically. This is your punishment. You'll never be the star that you are. True. You, you know what I'm saying? True. But 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 like I said, the floor's on you. I'm sorry for cutting you off. <laughs> No, it's all right. But I'm gonna say is this: I'm, I'm with you. I'm happy for Apollo Cruz. It's kind of weird to know, like, yo, you really take a look at it. Take a look at Allison Black's last two matches. You know, he go against two black ball guys, right? <laughs> no, actually, one guy had hair. <laughs> the cool. dude, the, the the dude with the yellow trunk. Apollo's bald. <laughs> the dude with the yellow trunk. He bald. had like a. Yeah, Bobby last year. Okay, fine. When you want to say like last two, okay, fine. You can put those two. I meant like the last two, like jobbers and shit. Yeah, they were black too. That's why I was like, uh, what do you mean? So altogether, it was like four. <laughs> but it's, it's good to see. Two of them were jobbers were actual superstars. <laughs> but still, the last two, last night in, in WrestleMania, two black ball guys. Mm-hmm. With with, I'm glad for Apollo Cruz to know that he's actually, they actually, I, I don't know if it is really Paul Heyman that pushed this. If it is, kudos to you, Heyman, kudos. Because I know what he It had to be, yeah. It definitely had to be. There's no way that it, it could not be him. It has to be Heyman. If it was Heyman. I know Heyman. I know Alice Black is a Heyman guy. So, yep. So I think he probably was like this. Look, that's all I want you to do. I want, uh, I need another new face. SmackDown, I'll trade for you. Let me get, let me get Apollo Crews from y'all. I know you ain't using him. I'll use him over here. Mm-hmm. Guess every... Black, you... But Alice a- Black new... is already. Wait, wait, but Alistair Black is already like Heyman's top choice of new faces of that brand. He even said it. Yeah. So you just put in two yeah. great in-ring performance in the ring to try to say, yo, I want the both of you guys to show off. Show what the fuck that you can actually do. You're not going to get a five-minute match, but you got to go under 30 minutes. You got to go over. Yeah. Course, but you got to make him look good, but you got to make yourself look good. That's what he had to really say. And then that's it. And then like, yo, look, let's go. That's what led to that 27-minute match. I'm like, okay. But I was actually happy for that match. I was like, yes! Finally! I feel good about that. Just to know that I'm, I'm happy to see that there's more black wrestlers that actually fought, to, fought last night than any other night. You take a look at it. Street Profits, mm-hmm. Bianca Belair, Apollo Crews. I'm happy. <laughs> Come on, you take a look at that. I, I mean, we haven't, I, I haven't seen like what the last time we actually seen Apollo Cruz actually fighting. <laughs> I can't even answer that right now. Maybe that's a little <laughs> bit too intoxicated. <laughs> Maybe that, but if I really were dunking too deep, I'd probably give myself a migraine. So I'm not going to try. I'm not going to try right now. <laughs> I'll try that later. <laughs> For real, I'm Man. happy to know that I'm just happy to know that we are seeing 
we're seeing a push that no one else is not really talking about. A push for Alistair Black and maybe, maybe a push for Apollo Crews. Because mm. you take a look at it. He, when he first came in t- from NXT, what he was doing? Getting squash, ran for the 24-7 title, then ran, then go to SmackDown, get your ass beat up from Sheamus. Then, now you're on, now you're on Raw, you have an excellent match. We everybody knows you're really good, and you had an excellent match with with Alistair Black of all people. I give I give this a three stars. Kudos, Paul Heyman. You get two thumbs up and a black and a black man's barbecue. <laughs> and he's a Jewish guy, nonetheless. Moving on, yes. is the recap of um, is the recap of at the edge of the last man standing match. The highlights of that, and see how all that stuff went down. Yeah, let's not go talk about the whole hanging part. I'm still, I'm still not over that. Moving forward, fast forward. This mm-hmm. is now the next. The next segment is a tag team match. I guess this is a new tag team. Cedric Alexander and Ricochet are now, I guess, a new tag team on the scene on Raw. Versus Daniel Burch and Oni Larson from NXT. And I was like, this is going to be done in the war pretty damn quick. But this was a pretty fast, flying, high-paced match. This ended in four minutes with uh, Ricochet hitting the recoil kick on Diddy Burch. He gets a clean victory. One, two, three. It ends in four minutes. Uh, this new tag team is being brought to the scene of two underutilized people that Vince gave up on. And Paul Hayman is like, you know what? If if you're really gonna give up on them, I want to make them useful because if these guys go to other companies, the same way how the other two went, you're gonna be fucked up. And you either pay me to keep them around, and then, you know, if not, then I can't save you. Then I might as well go my damn self. So nonetheless, he put them as a tag team. They're going to be in the tag team, the Raw tag team title scene. I can see that happening now. Maybe they just might, they may, maybe they just might get the belts. I don't know. Because you got to think about how many tag teams that the Raw roster got. I count maybe four right here, right now. I'm not going to name them all. Including them, that would be the fourth one now. Um, No, actually five because AOP, but now they're both, both AOP now is officially injured. So they ain't coming back to God knows when later on this year. So it's mm-hmm. only really four teams. But nonetheless, you're gonna have to create more teams, you know, if you have more broad tag team championships. Otherwise, that's gonna be up for God title too as well. The same as the women's tag team title. That's been forgotten. Now you go try to rebirth it on SmackDown on Fox. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, um, I get the match three stars because it's finally put in it's like a stick in. This big man's asshole. Like, you know what? Paul Heyman just be like, you know what? I don't give a shit. I'm going to try to utilize you guys. I know your contract is about to be expired within like a year or two. I'm going to try to make you happy to stay with me. This person right here don't know what the fuck he's doing. So I'm trying to keep you guys here. If you guys want to walk, I know where the fuck y'all going. And that's no hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Paul Heyman when it went to AEW. Yeah, right. It'd be game the fuck over. So Vince really be appreciated at the fact that he still got Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman is connected to Brock Lesnar too. So without Paul, you you, you lose your prize fighter. 
So if you lose Paul Heyman, you losing you losing draw, you losing money, you losing experience, you use you're losing a creative genius, all because you pay you a fucking greed. I'm done venting about that because I'm about to say it for a whole new episode dedicated to Paul Heyman and just be mm-hmm. why will Paul Heyman will be the voice and the new head of WWE if it ever came down to it and if, if he was right there at Vince's deathbed and he had a contract right there, I'm the new head. Trust me, I got this. If he signs it before he dies, I'll be happy as shit. I'm gonna move forward from that. Go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> That's oh, all we gotta fucking say about it. I, like, I don't know what more to say. So I'm hoping <laughs> right that the listeners that actually listen to this episode is gonna be like, oh shit, that no. was a shoot. That my no. that my friends at home was a fucking shoot. Yo, like I said, I Boom. said last, I said a couple minutes, <laughs> I said a couple minutes ago. Let's take a look at it. Street Profits, Yarka <laughs> Belair. <laughs> Apollo Crews, now Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander actually fighting. And now you got Alexander and Ricochet as a, as a tag team. I will. A good tag team. A real good ass tag team. If I was. I know this is a Paul Heyman move. We all know that. That is definitely a Paul Heyman move. Thank you to Paul Heyman. You're invited to every black man's barbecue. Bro talk. Hell, <laughs> oh, shit. If I do one, he buy the mods. I'll give a fuck. Oh, my God. Just to, know, just to sit there and know what he's doing to two, to two people that was being buried from... Vince McMahon. Mm-hmm. Let's know that who, he was buried by these who brought, who brought back from NXT. The same brand yes. his son-in-law has been running since the very damn beginning. And he made that into a gold and black developmental system where he's creating stars and his own father-in-law is trashing it. On mainstream mm-hmm. television. On mainstream television, nonetheless. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just to be trashed oh. by that. My Just God, be trashed bro. by them. My and just... Man. And you know, the, and here's the kicker. AEW will, will sign if the contract was over between Ricochet and Alexander, Alexander that they'll both sign them. Just because everybody seemed not to forget that Cedric Alexander got pulled in, a- in AEW because his wife. It's because his wife, um, Big Swole. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Big Swole. Yep. Shout out to Big Swole. Swole. Big Swole. 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 <laughs> I'm on my Swole shit. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. Shout out to her. Um, Oh man! So and just as, and just as, and I give I'll plug this just by that I give this a four stars. Okay. Even even though Ari Larkin, this is like what they raw debut. Just to sit there and know that you have 
Ricochet and out and Seth Alexander as a tag team. Oh, oh, oh! I want to see that rivalry now. I want to see Street Profits versus Ricochet and Seth Alexander now. Who will have to be the heels? <laughs> who, who will have to be the heels in this case? Mm. I can see Street Profits being the heels. Uh, I can't really see them being hills right now. There's right, too you know much. That, like, you already, you, you, you already brought the smoke, and then now you got the crowds already chanting for it. Now, now it's they're already okay. marketable. So right, you can take a look. But you take a look at it. Take a look at how new. Take a look at how the Usos was when when they came from straight from straight face paint to regular clothes. They was they was heat. There was they got a heel turn. Next, you know what later on is brought into it, and now, now you don't know if they're heels or good guy or straight baby faces. Okay. True. <sighs> I mean, I can't say any more than that because we gotta move forward. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the next segment is just a recap of Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens' his WrestleMania match, all the highlights from that. We all know what happened with that pretty much. Big Mm -hmm. disasters fall. Um, Kevin Owens then has a promo right after the post where the WrestleMania match interview that he has. He has bigger things to fry. He has bigger things to go for and more stars along the way for anyone to try to get his way. This is now officially the Kevin Owens show on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, typical. Then we're going to move forward to the next segment, which was um, a quick match. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Denzel, De- Denzel Dazer from NXT. And pretty much this was a quick squash match. Key thing, squash. They just, I'm just getting through you to get to my next opponent. I'm not even here to even play around. Fuck it. I'm not giving you the fucking match. This was a three-minute match. Seth Rollins wins by pinfall. One, two, three. Hits the curb stop. So basically, I dub this a dud. It gets no great. It gets zero stars. Bottom line, we we know that he's pissed, and now we just we're seeing him just squash this on one within a matter of three minutes. Disrespectful, you disrespectful prick. Anyway, I don't know who called was that. I don't know, but please, come to set for our matches. Don't make it three minutes. And then so you might want to say, screw this. You, you're just going to go out there. You're going to grab something, and then you're going to just get disqualified. And be delivered crap out of them. Whether woman, whatever. Get your frustration out that way. Don't get to a match and hit a curse lock and clean victory, one, two, three. That makes no goddamn sense. Nonetheless, I'm done with that. <laughs> done. Go, Dukes. Done. There's nothing. There's nothing to that. I kid, I kid you not. Well, like, it's... all right. <laughs> like, you take a look at it. You take a look at it. You went from a match between KO to who? Who is this guy? From NXT. I watched NXT. And Enhancement Talent. Enhancement Talent, he I guess. I think he might be Enhancement Talent. <laughs> and he should go back to get some more enhancements. <laughs> <laughs> Like seriously, he should go. Like Seth Rollins is a big, is one of your big names in Raw. At least have him go against someone who has a a recognizable name, someone that can, someone that he could probably 
start a rival, like start something with, mm. even though you have taken the L in WrestleMania, fine. Have to go against someone else. Where's Where's Eric Rowan at with his goddamn spider? Shit, have him go against Eric Rowan. <laughs> his, have him his... go against No No Way Jose with his little conga line people. Have him go against that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this match can't be any worse than this. Now, this next match was the returning Nia Jax. God. Double oh, knee God. surgery. That finally she comes back and she's facing off against Diana Perrazzo, um, some Italian mm. from NXT. And this was a, also another squash match. Three minutes. And she did some upright DDT. Looking dominant. One, two, three. Get, get somebody with a clean victory. Just straight done. Mm. I just watched another done match and I was like, I got to watch another one back to back. Made me almost throw up in my seat. <laughs> I, I was laying down watching these matches like what? Like they she comes back the oh. day after WrestleMania and she's a heel and your face like it's a squash. That's even gross. Yikes to that. <laughs> they got oh, Oscar this one because if you were a fan of the Oscar, I would have been like, yo, full rebellion against WWE, I'm out of here. Now you're squashing my character, I'm done. Thank God that she stayed her ass at home. <laughs> Actually, I will say it's this. I feel just, bad for Ricochet now. Just, just, just get straight to it. <laughs> I, I go back. I feel bad for Ricochet. That, cause that's his wife. <laughs> really? Yes. Nia Jax. Wait, 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 no. Wait. Oh, no. Deanna Perazzo. Yes. Oh. Oh, oh shit. I did not know that. Oh, snap. I thought if you would have said Nia Jackson, my like, low key, he's getting some extra meat every night when he's coming home. Damn. Yo. I'm, I'm going to say, like, oh my God, they really going for these skinny, skinny niggas. And the thick bitches is like, big girl, I'm like, the world's turning upside down. Like, this is the parallel of the fucking universe. <laughs> Oh shit! Like skinny chicks going with big dudes. Like yo, I'm done dude. for. Like yo, I'm done for. Like, I'm just going to find me just a skinny chicken, and that's it. Like I was about to call it quits. <laughs> yo, oh my I'm god! Telling straight, I'm telling y'all straight up. Yo, no lie. Diana and Ricochet are are married. No bull. We can look this up. I kid y'all not. Wow, I'm nasty. So I forgot. And now knowing that every time I see her, she's taking an L. Damn. And and now a returning Nia Jax. What? It, what? Another another Becky versus Nia Jax moment. Oh God, I don't want to see that again. Oh man. Gonna... What, what? What else? We want we want to see this robbery another happen again. <laughs> Nia Nia versus Becky. No, stop it. Stop, please. Oh, man, you listen to us. Anyway, we're going to move forward. And then it goes into the recap of the Boneyard match between Undertaker and AJ Styles showing them highlights, too. Um, the last, out of that segment, Brother Carrillo versus Brandon Fink from NXT. And this goes a six minute match. 
Her brother Carrillo gets the win clean. One, two, three in the middle of the ring with the moonsault. Um, I mean, I can't write this a die because it's actually six minutes. It, it wasn't three. It was no squash. <laughs> so I, I give it. I, I just give it two stars. I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. I just gave it a fair enough grade that I, I can stomach it. Alberto Carrillo got a dub. That's what matters because he's been getting L's from everyone the fuck out that he's been facing. So as far as I, so if him and Ray Mercier would have got in the ring, he would have called that dub too. <laughs> I will say, I will say this: I'll give it a two. Thank you, on Paul Heyman, for thank you this for not listening. Thank you for not looking at the scripts. Because thank you, Paul Heyman, for actually letting your talent go out there and actually doing some shit. Cause everybody forgets, Carrillo's a Paul Heyman guy. Ricochet, a Paul Heyman guy. Cedric Alexander, a Paul Heyman, Heyman guy. guy. That Paul Heyman wanted and got buried by Vince. And knowing that Vince didn't say like, oh, I don't want you to look. Oh, this. Oh, I don't want you to look at this. Let's let's all get them L's. Let's all have them losses. Oh. Long as he didn't do that, he was good. I'm happy that they won. Would it happen again? Maybe not. But to just see him to win gives me hope. So I give him two. Just because he's actually winning. He actually won the victory. He was a squash match. I guess the <laughs> NSC person, nonetheless. So, what does that tell Triple H? Your roster don't mean shit no. compared to my main roster. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't an NXT dude. Yes, it was. It was a dude who was a hitman. And, and no, he and, was, and, got, he and, was and NXT, like I just said. <laughs> no, that's, that's basically. No, he was a guy who gave my pizza last night. That's who he was. My God, I'm just gonna move forward from this before you go any further before we run out of time. This is gonna go uh, the next segment. It's a recap from Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley that NXT Women's Championship title match and the highlights of that other stuff. Um, and then afterwards, it's a post win, post WrestleMania match segment. After the match, Flair is now into her own as and now. I guess almost a Grand Slam champion if she wins the women's tag team championship. If that happens, she will officially be the Grand Slam. So I guess uh three peak if I'm guessing the last. I don't really know. Nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um basically is it's not you know, is the title don't make the woman, it's the woman that makes the title speech. And um all will bow down to the queen. Woo! Now she's back on top. As oh, she somewhat should, but then again, back call. I call. I say back call. Uh, I know. I know you're gonna say back call, but we still gotta move forward. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know. And then it's the next segment after that. It's the recap of the world heavyweight title match of Lesnar versus McIntyre and how that happened. The highlights of that. Then they gave us a breaking news. Well, this was no goddamn breaking news. This is all pre taped, ladies and gentlemen. Um, of uh, mm-hmm. the what happened after the main event match at WrestleMania. So afterwards, he comes back out with a new place, with a new place on his arm, on his belt. He cuts the promo in the ring. 
going through adversities and all this stuff to come up on top to be the world heavyweight, the first ever British world heavyweight champion. Then Big Show comes out and he drags out referee. The fuck is this? Um, Big Show he comes mm-hmm. in trouble hyping up Drew McIntyre's win until he challenges him to a match, not for the title, but just to prove that he got to be a fighting champion to represent that championship belt. Now, Drew McIntyre refuses due to his um, previous match against Lesnar. Now, Big Show's bigging him up, and, you know, Drew's not, you know, Drew's not going for that. He's making it clear that he's not doing this shit, blah, blah, blah. Big Show just smacks him. I guess this is when he turns heel, and then he's like, you know, you're going to tell me, right, fight me right here, right now. Da, 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 da. Sure enough, it becomes a World Heavyweight Championship match. So that becomes the newly crowned heavyweight champion, Drew McIntyre, versus the semi-retired Big Show, I guess, for one last match. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, Big Show is just dominating the very, in the very beginning, just smacking him around. This, this very demeaning, mean in the pace. And he's just teaching him a lesson on how to be a real champion that I don't care if he just won. If, he, if someone came out and came out with the money in the bank, and then the same goddamn thing, you be in the same situation too, vice versa, nonetheless. Just straight big show dominance. And then within the middle of the match, uh, McIntyre starts to fight back. He fights a deep come up and he, he body slams his big show. Kind of reminds me of the whole Paul Hogan's body slamming Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3. Kind of that retake a little bit, but not too much. Um, tries to build momentum, but he gets clipped by the big guy, nonetheless. Um, then moves forward. Then Big Show signaling that it's about to be over. He's getting ready to do his big punch after he hits him with a choke slam. He's waiting for the big punch. He bounce. Um, Drew McIntyre reverses it, bounces off the ropes, and hits him with a clean one kick. One, two, three. He gets a dub after a hard on victory. But you know what else, ladies and gentlemen? This match was only eight to ten minutes. No commercial breaks. So don't think it was long enough to much even stomach it. I thought it was really gonna maybe go to like eleven fifteen. It only went up to eleven oh two. And that was the end of the match. And then we see our newly crowned and defended his first title defense in the same night within a half an hour time span. Um, getting his first official title defense against a big, a big mechanical machine, a big show who's semi-retired, about to be retired officially, probably going to the Hall of Fame nonetheless. Nonetheless, I give this match a three point five stars because that caught me off guard. Two, it was pre-taped, mm-hmm. so why the hell would one ever say breaking news? A big show just come back for one more match. Maybe it's just to help him get over it and try building up to be that star. So that'd be a great little business move for him to be able to start building up. So when he goes into other challenges, he can keep up with that. And then, you know, it gives him a fighting opportunity to be like a fighting champion. Because he went over one hurdle a couple of times before. And then you look at the main, the main top guys that he can have potential title fights with. Can really build up his long title run. So great marketing, great bringing marketing strategy, and great building strategy for that. So I gave it three point five stars. Dukes, you got the floor. Thank you, thank you. Um, see, I knew what I was going to do against um, Drew McIntyre. <laughs> it was it was all about build. I like to build from Big Show himself um, to sit there and and ba- basically do what. It happens on money in the bank. 
I'm cashing. All right, bring the referee out. Let's get the match going. Let's let's have this going on right now. I'm a prove. Let's prove. Let's see how well you can actually do against someone against someone who's been there before. Everybody forgets. Um, Big Show was a champion. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. I'm about to watch my. I'm about to watch this show right now. Hopefully, the big. <laughs> I got look, look. We all know, we all know that. Like we already know that Drew McIntyre is going to get that. Is going to get that push. By showing this, it's showing that he's going to get even a greater push. This is showing guy. Be, Yes. Yes. It's his, it's his guy that he fired first. Yes. It's his guy that. No, it was Triple H who brought him back. But yet, this was like, you know, I'm going to take him and then put him in the main roster. I'm going to have him with Shane to be, to be his bodyguard. Then after. After y'all get your ass whooped by Roman and Undertaker, you're going to a different brand. And I'm gonna I'm gonna build your asses up to the moon. And that's what took place. He got he's right now got a rocket all the way to the moon. And it's good to know that he's getting that proper that proper build. I like it. I give I give it a four. Just for that build, that build up, it's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Kudos, Heyman. <sighs> Kudos. You're welcome Kudos at my barbecue. You. You're working on all the black men's barbecues. And yours, you yeah. guys, so take note of that. <laughs> um, before we end the show, we're gonna quick. We're gonna quickly play the fancy bookie game. Yeah, as for us crew members and y'all listeners at home, y'all know the rules. We pick it, cho- we pick a segment, we, cho- we we choose a segment, we change it any way that we see fit, and we explain why. Um, yeah, we're gonna go to the very, very, very beginning. Screw that. Why would you even put the raw tag team title on the line? I'm gonna go to the very first match. The raw tag team championship should not be on the line. If anything, it should have been something of. Maybe it could have been God no. Just I saw the whole first match. I don't care. It could have been something else. It, 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 it could have been something else where you scratch up the first match itself and just put Bianca Belia as the very first match. You could have prolonged that an extra 15, 20 minutes. That could have been to two commercial breaks. That was equivalent of maybe three to four minutes. So you could have stretched out the time that way, then you could have got Bianca Belair a little bit more ring time, and that could have got something going. Then at least that helped that way it kept Selena Vega in the game as well. Mm. You know, she could have not just been just a manager; she could be also hold her own in the ring as well. Like you know what I mean? So you got to utilize your talent a little, utilize the women talent a little bit better. But when it came to that first segment, that was completely trashed. That raw tag, raw t- tag team just should not been on the line, even though it is on TV. But who's really going to be really watching this thing and really saying, "So I got to go through three segments of this," and then 
then the and then the first the first competitor of the first match is wrestling in the third segment again. That makes no uh, that makes no obvious sense. That's just that's just gonna pull on more fatigue. Yeah. So I'm done with that. I would have just done that. Juice, what would you do? I'm I like that approach, but I'll change it. We all that already know that Bianca Bella is is still going it's the raw debut. So at least have her in that six main tag like it should have been instead of the the all right, tag team titles, then divas and automatic six main. Let's do a six man straight up. That way it was a save it was to save all that that time. Y'all could have been did all this. Then still it would still properly show the women getting involved. And no lie, Serena Vega is a good wrestler. But it's not but she's not really proven it yet because they put her in a manager. But like I said, that's what I would have done. I would probably put them at a six man tag. Wait, my bad. That might happen next week. Another rematch. Six-man tag. Theory, Garza, Vega versus Street Profits, and Bianca Belair. Another one. Part two. It's going to be a part five series. But that's what I would have done. <sighs> All right. Uh, no. That's the that's the end of the raw recap of last night's no audience performance center pre-taped Monday Night Raw. Um, our next episode will be the dark side of the ring of the Brawl for All. Now, this Brawl for All, ladies and gentlemen, and for the people who are listening that used to watch the WWF back in the day in the Attitude Era, y'all remember the Brawl for All that lasted only three months. This Dark, of the, Dark Side of the Ring episode is documented about that time frame. And there's going to be some very familiar faces that you're going to remember. Like, you know, what happened to him? This is where you're going to get your answers from. So I suggest you watch it live tonight, 10 p.m. on Vice. Check them out. For us, sadly, who don't have cable, me, who don't have cable, I got to wait till it hits YouTube to really watch that stuff. Yeah. So we're going to be recording that episode tomorrow. Before the Wednesday Night War of WWE NXT, where it's going to be a jam-packed episode of that, and um, AEW Dynamites to see what's going on with the new AEW TNT Championship Tournament and see how that's going to unfold with tomorrow's matchups. Um, Dukes, you have any shout that you want to say before we go? I'd like to shout out, um, man, I'd like to shout out all the black wrestlers up. That um really fought yesterday. Um, it's the first time. Shout out to black, shout out black actors, man. Yeah, black wrestlers still still competing. Black wrestlers. <laughs> wait, if some of them are not utilized the way they should be, shout out to y'all for actually showing up um to work yesterday. Um, it's, it's that's that's really that's really what's up. Paul Hey, we got y'all back. <laughs> yes, sir. Paul Heyman got your back. It's like he's welcome at any one of our cookouts. Yes. <laughs> For real. All right, <laughs> folks. So, <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen. So, as we put the brace up to enjoy the rest of the night, get ready for Dark Side of the Ring that comes on our 10. Um, I'll take this opportunity to thank 
all y'all for taking the time out to listen and listening and giving us your ear and growing with us as Resident Podcast. If you want to be a guest, a guest co-host on the show, all you have to do is contact me, Blackheart Lansky, but all the A's are V's. It's not that simple to spell my name on Instagram or, you know, try to find me on um, Facebook, which is, I'm not going to get my whole government name, but y'all find out. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. Whoever that knows me, that knows me. Whoever they don't, they don't. Otherwise, we're going to move on. Thank you for tuning in. Um, wash your hands. Wash your ass. Protect each other. Eat. Eat clean. Eat good. Stay six feet away from my team because I need them and all for us to keep continuing and all that type of shit. Otherwise, I'd be doing it by myself again. Um, and hoping, praying that People are in good spirits in this time. This time, because I know it's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's slowly breaking us, but we gotta band together, stay together, and be united as one to get through this troublesome time. And hopefully, we can get back to the way that everything should be. And as one good host from a beloved daily TV show once said, "Take care of yourself." <laughs>